Turn out the lights. The party's over. Uh-huh. The SEC sucks. Yeah. And SEC? SEC? You're one, you, you, sir, are one in three in bowl games. One in five if you count the two incoming members. We'll go one in three. We're about to change that to uh, two and three, though, because Tennessee currently holds a 14-3 lead in the second quarter Yes, over Clemson. But that's not for this episode. You know what is? Nine games that we have to cover. Yep. Yep. So this is going to be a very lengthy – this is going to be a double uh, – it's going to be a Friday special doubleheader over here. Uh-oh. Um, Friday Fun Zone episode. Friday Fun Zone. Yep. Is that what we're calling it? That Friday Fun Zone. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be a doubleheader episode. So – Part one is going to be all the reactions to all of our bowl games. Part two is going to be the rest, the New Year's Six Bowl previews, plus LSU's bowl game with LSU going versus Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. Gotta love it. Absolutely. For that, I am Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor. And this is the Panther Pod. All right, so kicking off things with our very first game that we covered on this, Cole. Um, you took a fat L on this because you said that Baylor was going to be too huff, too tough to handle for a service academy. Turns out the service academy was too tough to handle for Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears. Hate it for him. Baylor Bear beatdown? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 30 15. Bad news, Baylor Bears beat. <laughs> I'm not going to even try that right yep. now. Uh, bad beat Baylor Bears. The there bad you, beat Baylor Bears. There, there you go. go. Uh, Thirty to fifteen, the Air Force Falcons go on to their having uh, go on to have their third straight ten win season, ten and three, uh, as they are the Armed Forces Bowl champion. This was their fifth time being in the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, Air Force ten and three on the season. Baylor finishes the losing season six and seven after just being one year removed of being Big Twelve. Excuse me, of being Big Twelve champs. Um, yeah, I mean credit to Air Force. Obviously, I took the L in this one. Hazik Daniels four for seven uh, passing, hundred and three yards passing, one touchdown, no interceptions. Cole, think about that. Think about what you just said. He was four for seven for a hundred and three yards. Oh. Oh. And a touchdown. Think about that. Oh. He threw the ball seven times, only completed it four times. And threw over 100 yards. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And one of those was a 68-yard catch. Yes. Magnificent catch, by the way. Catch and run yep. for Amari Terry, um, <clears throat> who only had the run reception, 68 yards, didn't even have a touchdown for that. There you go. Um Running the ball for the Falcons, Brad Roberts had himself a day. 37 carries, 116 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Zeke Daniels also found some good work on the ground. Uh, 15 carries, 81 yards, and one touchdown for a long of 15. I will say I was very impressed with Air Force as a football team, most importantly as a service academy football team, mm -hmm. because Air Force was really thrown around, and they were much more versatile than Army or Navy. Yep is when they play uh, football. Which is as much as you said on the preview uh, show for this game. Uh, one person that I do want to touch on for the Bears, Blake Shapin. He had himself a pretty good day. Um, 11 for 23, 188, two touchdowns. That's not bad at all. But where it comes, where it, where it really hurt Baylor is they could not get going on the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, Craig Williams was their top rusher, only had seven carries, and a long for 25 yards. Mm. Not along. That's his total yardage. Total yardage. Total yardage, 25 yards. Uh, long at 10. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for that. Uh, Blake Shapin also had five carries for negative eight yards in this game as well. Baylor had zero rushing touchdowns. Could not get it done on the ground. They did have that final, uh, that late touchdown. That play, that last play had took them 45 seconds to score on that very last play in the Armed Forces Bowl for the Baylor Bears. Did convert on two-point conversion, but at that point, it did not matter for the Bears. It didn't matter for the <laughs> Bears. It doesn't matter that you score. Um, hey, you know what 
Air Force had more of than the vaunted Baylor defense. Not this year, but what? the good Baylor defense. Sacks. Air Force registered two sacks on Blake Shapin. Baylor, big old goose egg, gang. Yep. Um, although Baylor did register 67 total tackles, um, a few of those being tackles for loss, but not really a whole lot on the defensive side of the ball to brag with um, for Baylor. A lot to brag for on uh, the Falcons' side. So, good job on them defensively. Uh. Um, not really a whole lot as far as anything else goes to brag for the Bears. This, yeah, no, not at all. Um, fun fact for this game, it was 11 degrees playing Ooh. this game. Playing this Terrible. game. And it felt like negative two there. Terrible. Yeah. Off a cold, cold, cold weather. Um, I, I didn't think about this until they said something on the broadcast for this game. Is NIL is really screwing over military academy, service academy football teams. Yeah. Because I didn't think about this, because service academy players cannot accept NIL. Yeah, because it goes to the government. It goes to the government. They cannot accept NIL funds. It's like the one player for uh, the one linebacker for Army. Um, he was projected to be um, top two round pick this year, and now that um, I believe Congress passed a bill stating that any service academy cannot has to immediately or any service academy member has to immediately uh, have their uh, guaranteed years of service. Yeah. So, and that really, yeah, it really stinks for those. And it's really good. It's just going to ruin service academy football. Um, So, and I, I hate that. I hate that for them. But, uh, but yeah. So, good job, Air Force. Went out, uh, you know, grab a uh, uh, final win on the season. I hate it for Dave Aranda and the Bears. They'll be back next year. They'll be back next year. Uh, Moving Um, on to the Birmingham. By the way, by the way, quick. Uh, who's your favorite player from SMU who has the awesome last name that you like? Tanner Mordecai. Tanner Mordecai. I, I already knew the name, but I was just letting you have yep. your moment. Um, possibly going to go play for the Bears. Really? He entered the transfer portal either today or yesterday, and it's very possible that Tanner Mordecai could be going to play for the Baylor Bears next season. Good for him. Yep. Um, moving on to the Birmingham Bowl. Owen, I'm honestly shocked that I didn't pick ECU in this game. Because of their color scheme and their color scheme alone. I could have sworn in that preview picture that LSU was playing CCU. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest, too. Something that had me absolutely shocked is the fact that Grayson McCall had played in this game as well. Mm -hmm. I was very shocked in this. After he entered the transfer portal, I did not think he'd be playing this game. And then, lo and behold, he pops up on the TV, and there he is. I mean, he didn't do bad. Couldn't tell that he played in this game at all. No, not at all. But didn't do bad. Um, ECU beats down CCU 53-29 to off of a monster day from Holton Allers. 26 for ECU, 26 for 38, 300 yards passing, five touchdowns through the air. That's not counting. Seven for four, or seven carries, 48 yards rushing, one touchdown on the ground. Man was responsible for six touchdowns this week. Put the team on his back. Mm-hmm. Coastal, Grayson McCall went 10 for 12, 67 yards. Jared Guest, though, the backup quarterback, went 6 for 11, 136 yards, and a touchdown. So not half bad for for, for a backup bad. quarterback. Yeah, not bad. Um, Reese White for uh, <clears throat> Coastal Carolina had 11 carries for a total of 57 yards, a touchdown. C.J. Beasley also had five carries, total 13 yards and a touchdown. Grayson McCall himself also had a rushing touchdown for four carries, 12 yards. Um, Probably his last touchdown for the Chanticleers. The last, his last touchdown for the Chanticleers. Um, <coughs> although I admire his, cl- I, I admire the, I admire him closing out for um, f- with Coastal. I yeah. very much respect for and Grayson McCall as well. Uh, However, just fortunately couldn't get it done with Shanna Clears. Not their day at all. Nope. 
Um, uh, Keaton Mitchell for Eastern Carol- for East Carolina had 22 carries, 127 yards, also a rushing touchdown for him. Um, looking at team stats a little bit here, CCU had 337 total yards. ECU had 486. A big problem for Coastal Carolina um, all season long, I believe, has been turnovers. Uh, now that Jamie Chadwell's gone, I'm sure that's not going to improve at all. Uh, Coast Carolina had three in this game. ECU had zero. Time of possession, ECU dominated 32 minutes to 27. And first downs, it was a it, honestly, it was pretty even, 24 to 20 in ECU's favor as well. So ECU won every single facet of this game. Yeah. Um, minus, the scoreboard reflects yeah. that. Minus penalties, though. ECU had 11 penalties for 130 yards and also pointed the ball once. Um However, I think what really, really killed Coastal Carolina in this game was not having your your head, your captain, your leader, Jamie Chadwell. Yeah. Um, this team was going to go as far as Jamie Chadwell was going to take them. Coastal Carolina, like you said, three fumbles, turn the ball over three three times, lose turnover battle. Not it's not going to go so hot for the Chanticleers. In that you're giving them you're giving the Pirates of East Carolina three extra possessions. Um, so all in all. Rough game for the Chanticleers. Uh, they're probably going to be the, in the greatest conference in football. Um, group of five, I guess. But I, I really like the Sun Belt, especially Sun Belt East. Oh, yeah. Sun Belt's going to be hyper competitive yes. next year. Um, so looking forward to that. Sun Belt, I mean, East Carolina, I, I know it looks dark and dim, but I think they'll be okay. Absolutely. Especially um, with a win like this over a, a top group of five school. Yeah. Um, Co- East- who coast coast coastal lost? I was talking about coastal. Coast will be okay after this. Oh no! What I'm saying is ECU. Oh yeah, ECU still. They, this is a bright spot. Yeah, this is a bright them. spot. Uh, and who knows? Maybe they could be a contender for the American next year. Absolutely. Uh, either way, ECU is your Birmingham Birmingham Bowl champions. Moving on to uh, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Wisconsin wins twenty-four to seventeen. Um. With with mm-hmm. Luke Fickle on the sidelines for this game for a Wisconsin, little, little little awkward, little odd, little awkward. Now I'm just waiting for a transfer player to come play for a team he just transferred for for a bowl game. Yeah, wouldn't that be interesting? Like like what if like Hudson Card suits up for Purdue? And uh, against Brother, LSU. Brother, don't say that. <laughs> Graham Harrell's already on the sidelines coaching for the offense. Everything. Uh-huh. Drew Bees will be coaching for Purdue. Yeah. Uh, I saw that. That's going to be it's gonna be rough cheering against uh, my boy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, really, a uh, story here is Wisconsin's rush attack. I mean, Chase Wolf didn't do too bad. 16 for 26, 116 yards passing, uh, touchdown and interception. To me, that screams game manager. Uh, Garrett Rangel, you could make the exact same case for him. 14 for 31, 220, uh, 229 yards passing for the Cowboys, two touchdowns, two interceptions. So, again, you take the good with the bad in that case. Yeah. Uh, rushing the ball is where Wisconsin made their bread and butter, which it's Wisconsin, that's what they do. It's Big Ten football. Yeah. Braylon Allen – 22 carries, 116 yards rushing, and one touchdown. And then uh, Chez Malusi, 16 carries, 77 yards, and one touchdown as well uh, for the Badgers. Oklahoma State did not register a single rushing touchdown. However, uh, Ollie Gordon was the lead rusher, 12 carries, 45 yards. Uh, Overall team stats, Wisconsin had 347 total yards of offense, 116 passing versus Oklahoma State's 229. I think when you look at that, that looks like classic, both the passing and rushing yards, it looks like classic Big 12 football. Let me clarify um, as well. Chase Wolf also had a lost fumble, so he did have two turnovers and one touchdown to match Garrett Rangel's two touchdowns, two interceptions. Gotcha. Uh, But it looks like classic Big 10 versus Big 12 football. High passing, high rushing, or a lot of ground to pound. So, 100 uh, did you see Rangel's underhanded? I did. Touchdown? That, that was, cool. was that was cool. Late in the game, didn't really do much, but still, still, cool. it was cool. Quick, quick. Uh, that was a nice like heads up football move right there. You know, heads up play for for Rangel on that one. Um, 
116 yards passing for the Badgers, 258 rushing yards. For Oklahoma State, they had 281 total yards of offense. 229 of that came from passing. And, like you said, just couldn't get it done on the ground. 52 yards rushing. Um, when you have two backs that outrush your entire team by themselves, you're in for a long day. Yeah. Yeah, as a defense, you are in for a long, long day. Um, pretty disciplined on both sides. Oklahoma State only had three penalties for 35 yards. Uh, Wisconsin had two penalties for 20 yards. Both teams <clears throat> registered two Turnovers. Oklahoma State had two interceptions. As you said, Cole, a fumble and an interception for Wisconsin off of Chase Wolf. However, <clears throat> Wisconsin, where they ran the ball so much, it looked like a Michigan stat or a service academy stat. They had their t- their TOP was thirty eight minutes compared to Oklahoma State, who had the ball for twenty two minutes. Just absolutely insane. I mean, and that's that's really, I think, what helps you win a football game is the fact that not only are you rushing the ball and you're establishing that run, but you are 100% taking possession, limiting possessions for the defense. If you know that, you're hey, you're not high-powered, you're not going to throw the ball a ton, which they didn't, 116 yards for as many pass attempts they had. It's not, you're not going to, you know, obviously things aren't going the best throwing the football. But if you got two hundred and fifty rushing two hundred and fifty eight rushing yards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's the way you're gonna go. You can you know, it. And you know that those running backs are not gonna break it for ten yards every play. It's there's no. gonna be some two yard runs, there's gonna be some negative plays, things like that. So by limiting these possessions that's Unless what, your name is Ches Malusi or Skylar Bell. Exactly. Uh Malusi had a long of fifty one and Skylar Bell had a long of forty four. Mm-hmm. Um that 44-yard run for Bell was his only attempt of the game. Um, so, Excuse me. Yeah, <clears throat> Wisconsin um, definitely proving that Big Ten football, the old philosophy of control the clock uh, and ground and pound, still works against a very high-powered <clears throat> Oklahoma State Cowboys offense. And you just, and also too, I think Oklahoma State is one of these teams that also is feeling the effects of losing players or coaches. During uh, during this bowl season or the postseason, where they just lost uh, Spencer Sanders in the transfer portal, so I think that's that's they also felt those effects. Is we don't have a quarterback that was as decent as Spencer Sanders was, that hurts a lot. I think if uh, is it Rangel or Rangel? I I want to say it's spelled like Rangel. Um, yeah, Rangel, Rangel, not Rangel, 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 Rangel. I think it's Rangel. Um, I think it, just looking at his one stat here, I think if he develops and gets a little bit more comfortable in this offense, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a decent player. Absolutely. Um, at any rate, Wisconsin wins the guaranteed weight bowl, uh, guaranteed rate bowl, twenty four to seventeen. Moving on to the Demon Deacons and the Mizzou Tigers. An SEC team lost to an ACC team. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. <clears throat> but, I mean, we've talked about Wake Forest every single um, – basically every single week this year, just about. Sam Hartman has been an absolute stud all season long, and he balled out this game. Um, threw 23 for 36, uh, 280 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, that brings his overall total to finish out the year to 38 and 12, I believe. Uh, Brady Cook for the Tigers, uh, 29 for 48, 215 yards passing, one touchdown. Not too bad. Uh, Mizu scored <laughs> uh, 3 7 7 nothing. So it was a close game going into the fourth quarter. Mizu trailed by three. And then Wake Forest pitched a fourth-quarter shutout and scored seven points to put the nail in the coffin. Um, Justice Ellison for Wake Forest had 21 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. And Cody Schrader for the Tigers had 13 carries, 54 yards, rushing, and a touchdown as well. Um, Also some controversy around Sam Hartman is – Wake Forest is accusing the University of Notre Dame as tampering with tampering 
Sam Hartman because Sam Hartman has entered the transfer portal after this game, and the top candidate for his top candidate for him is Notre Dame. Hmm. So could we see Sam Hartman suit up for the Irish next season? Um, it'll definitely be an interesting dynamic there. Um, oh shoot, what's the head coach's name? Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman. I think this year was above expectations for the Irish. They fought outside of their weight class a few times, but they also dropped some games that. Marshall, let's be real. At Marshall. <laughs> let's be real honest. They should have won. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Looking at uh, total team stats here, Wake Forest, the Demon Dinkins, had 386 total yards of offense compared to Missouri, who had 329 total yards of offense. Uh, The Demon Dinkins had 280 yards passing versus Mizzou, who had 215. Wake Forest had 106 rushing yards compared to Mizzou, who had 114. So things fairly even. Wake Forest, you know, the Demon Deacons had a little bit slight edge mm-hmm. over Mizzou in several things, and I think that shows in the score. You only beat them by 10 points, a two-possession game right there. Um, but, I mean, fairly, fairly even here, 21 to 22 first downs. Uh, Wake Forest had to punt the ball seven times. Mizzou had to punt it five. Um, turnovers, they both they both lost the ball. Sam Harmon threw an interception, and Mizzou had a fumble. Uh, time of possession, just a five-minute separation between these teams right here. But watching this game, though, it looked like Wake Forest was much more in sync, and Wake Forest appeared just overall outclassed Mizzou, mm-hmm. probably because Mizzou's in the worst possible conference in all of the- <laughs> We talked about this before the show. We've I'm got a gonna, lot to cover. I'm not going to get on my soapbox. I'm not going to. I already uh, admitted that SEC is sucking this bowl season. So they sucked last bowl season too. Whatever. Which, by the way, to our viewers, please let us know. Do you enjoy my SEC bias rants? I know we live in ACC country, but do you enjoy my SEC bias rants? I would like to know. DM us on the Panther Pod. Give it. You know, just let us know. Let us know. Put us. Give us a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Just let us know. I want to know because Cole also had Cole and I also had this argument before air. Is I think our listeners enjoy the SEC, enjoy me calling out the SEC and the bias that there is in college football towards the SEC. Wake Forest wins the Union <laughs> Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Please review us. Um, I will agree with that one. Um, and let Owen know how wrong he is, and no one wants to listen to him just ramble on about the SEC uh, for you know hour and a half. But don't hours. we also hear you ramble on about the SEC as Moving well? Moving on to the SEC's only win so far of bowl season. So far, there's going to be a few more. I took the L in this one. I'm you I, for sure took the L in this one. I also took the L in this. Yes, one. we both took the L. Um, because um, I I for sure said on air rock chalk Jayhawk yes um, however what an exciting bowl this is probably the bowl of the season if you like high powered offense exactly three overtimes the Kansas Jayhawks fall to the Arkansas Razorbacks <laughs> fifty five to fifty three. I want you. I don't know what to say, Cole. In our last, um, in our, I just want to say, in our last, in these past games right now, I'm undefeated. I went four and zero. I picked Air Force, ECU, Wisconsin, and Wake Forest, and they all won. You picked Baylor, ECU, Oklahoma State, and Wake Forest. You went five hundred. I'm two and two. I'm batting a thousand right now. Well, right now. Right now. And right then now. we're talking about this game. Right now. And now you're four and one. Four and one. Still winning season. I can hey. still get to the playoffs. So you're LSU and I'm West Virginia. Wow, that's a shock. Um Jalen Daniels. You gotta go that low, all right? Jalen Daniels is an absolute freak of nature. Thirty seven for fifty five. 
544 yards passing, five touchdowns, two interceptions. He's not done. 14 carries, 21 yards rushing, and a touchdown as well. Man accounted for six total touchdowns. Put the team on his back. His shoulders are big enough for it. The only other Jayhawk to contribute in the red zone is Kai Thomas. 10 carries, 11 yards, one touchdown for a staggering 1.1 yard uh, average there. Devin Neal, their workhorse back all season, nine carries, 29 yards, no touchdowns. KJ Jefferson for the Razorbacks, 19 for 29 passing, 287 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Team's leading rusher, KJ Jefferson, 14 carries, 130 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Rashad Jai. Mm-mm. Rashad Dubinian? I would say that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Rashad Dubinian, 20 carries, 112 yards rushing, two touchdowns. A.J. Green, 13 carries, 99 yards, one touchdown. Look, you are not going to win a game if you give up 300 yards to three people. Oh, yeah. On the ground. Oh, yeah. However... They almost did it. Yeah. They almost did it. On the back of Jalen Daniels. Yes. Five, six total touchdowns in a game. That's crazy. Isn't it? That's, I mean, like. That's Madden numbers. Because watching this game, like, towards, like, third quarter, you know, starting third quarter after halftime, I was like, man, Kansas is just really out of this game. I just, wow. This is, you know. Oh, yeah, because Arkansas had a 24-7 lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a 24-7 lead, and you're just like, there's no way. There's no way. Um, And then Kansas pitched a fourth-quarter shutout. Yep. Scored 18 unanswered and then still lost the game. Still lost the game. Um, But impressive impressive season for the Jayhawks. Oh, yeah, 100%. Did you um, better than anybody thought they were going to be. Oh, much better. Uh, Arkansas had 681 total offensive yards. Kansas had 603 total offensive yards. Those are rookie numbers. Got to bump those up, Jayhawks. Come on, guys. <laughs> Kansas had 544 yards passing. Arkansas had 287 yards passing. However, rushing numbers is, is where it's at. Um uh, <clears throat> rushing numbers, Kansas only had 59 yards rushing compared to Arkansas, who had 394 yards rushing. I mean, that's just, like we said, establishing the run game. Is going to win you football games. And I know we're, have- we're beating a dead horse by saying it as much as we are. But it's true. It is especially true when you have close to 400 yards rushing and your opponents only have 60. Now, granted, they had 544 yards passing and five touchdowns. So definitely some questions uh, in the offseason for the Razorbacks to see if they can improve their secondary. However, they do play in the SEC, so they don't have to worry about a team ever scoring you know, 70 on them, unless it's a 70 nothing blowout by Georgia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear you. <coughs> I hear you. Or, you know, a 13-7 win by LSU. 13-10. 13-10. Excuse it's only me. by three points. Thir- it's only 13, by three. 13-10. Excuse <laughs> me. Let me not get ahead of myself there. Um, but, uh, honestly, just what a season for the Jayhawks. Um, it, I mean, it, it, it was incredible. Uh, I just couldn't believe it. At week two, you we you were here with me week two. It's a sad time. You were crying. I was yep. crying. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't crying, but I was very devastated. I mean, you're up twenty one seven going yeah. into halftime, and like then they come all the way back to beat you in in overtime. Yeah. With in, in a, they beat you with two possessions in overtime. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bad beat. It is. It is a bad beat. Um, but yeah, there are yeah, 
after going, however, they did sharply decline, dropped off a cliff there, went five and zero, and then uh, then lost. Jalen Daniels got hurt. Yeah, Jalen Daniels got hurt, and that's really what happened. And the same way with Arkansas, yeah. KJ Jefferson got hurt, and just went in the same form. But triple overtime, amazing game. Um, enjoyed the Liberty Bowl as well. Arkansas is your Liberty Bowl champions of twenty twenty two. Uh, moving on to another very close game. The Oregon Ducks take down the UNC Tar Heels 28-27. to Drake May for UNC. Again, true freshman here. 18 for 35, 206 yards passing, three touchdowns in his first bowl appearance. No, inter- oh, excuse me. no, excuse me, no interceptions. Zero, none. Didn't turn the ball over once. Um, he accounted for 21 of UNC's 27 points. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, Bo Nix. Big I time th- Bo? <sighs> big time Bo? I'm not calling him big time Bo. I remember him in Auburn. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't that didn't matter. Didn't matter. He's thriving in Oregon with a former SEC uh, SEC coordinator. Yeah, big time Bo. I can't. No, the only big time Bo is Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, twenty three for thirty, two hundred and five yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. What won Oregon this game was two late touchdowns by. Uh, I think Bo Nix. Bo Nix had one, and then Bucky Irving had one. Not uh, Bucky Irving. No. Marquise Irving. No, what I'm saying. Oh, but his nickname, his nickname, I think, is Bucky Irving. But his, it is Marquise Irving. Gotcha. Okay. So, Marquise Irving, uh, he finished the game with 13 carries, 149 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Um, so, really, I mean, a solid game all around. As close as you want to get it. Um, I honestly, I honestly thought Oregon was going to run away with this game. I really did, and then I, North Carolina pulled it out to an early lead, and um, and then just just hung around and was not giving up on Oregon. You know, Oregon just. I mean, it, I was really surprised by North Carolina's effort and the fact that they were able to hang in there with Oregon. Um, not a whole lot to report defensively. Oregon registered two sacks. UNC registered one. Uh, both teams had right around 60 uh, tackles um, and no kind of uh, news as far as interceptions or interceptions returned. Yeah. Drake May did have one fumble, uh, but they were able to recover it. So, again, I, I think – I. I think I'm very much in the camp of the media um, with Drake May. Is I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Uh, he declared this week on a post on Instagram that he was going to stay with the Tar Heels. I know there was a lot of speculation about him uh, entering the transfer portal as well. Yep. For North Carolina, their total team offense here. 335 total yards passing, or 335 total yards of offense, 206, 206 of that for off for passing. Golly, I'm fumbling the bag real bad here. And then 129s. All right, what? All right, Cole. <laughs> and then 129 rushing yards. Uh, for Oregon, for the Ducks, they had 414 total yards of offense, 205 passing, and 209 rushing yards as well. Everything else... Pretty much similar here, 21 to 22 first downs. Both teams had, were converted on third down six times. Oregon went for it for 12 times. North Carolina had 15 third downs. Um, North Carolina actually was batting 1,000 when it came to fourth down conversions. They were three for three on mm-hmm. this. Uh, both teams ran about 60 plays. Uh, both teams punted it between two or three times. Both teams had five penalties. Oregon did have the one interception, though, so they technically lost the turnover battle. I would say one turnover for a team is not detrimental, but I think once you get past the one turnover, 
that's that can be pretty detrimental. But I also think I think a one turnover can also be detrimental at certain points of the game, especially with one, this one so close. That can be detrimental here, and almost was for the Ducks as well. So overall, I mean. Another great bowl game. Uh, Noah Burnett did have the chance to win this game. Uh, he doinked the field goal at the end of regulation uh, for UNC. Uh, Camden Lewis missed his only field goal attempt, and he was four for four on extra points. Uh, that being said, credit to the Tar Heels. However, the Ducks are the Holiday Bowl champions. Yes. Uh, North Carolina, uh, unless somebody else rises to the occasion, maybe Duke. Um, I, I don't I just, see them losing I don't their see, division. For I don't. The next I don't five see, years. Yeah, I don't see see them losing the Coastal next year, unless m- maybe Pitt. The only uh, thing, the only thing that would kill UNC in their tracks would be Drake May transferring. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll we'll just have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, NC, well, no, NC State's in the same division as Clemson, so yeah, yeah. So I honestly get ready for four years of UNC Clemson, folks. Yay! <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, Oregon Ducks are your what bowl was this? Uh, holiday bowl. Holiday bowl. Thank you. Are your twenty twenty two holiday bowl champions? Bang, bang. The Red Raiders won this one. <laughs> bang, bang. The Ole Miss Rebels are dead. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, hey, hey, what was that about Big 12 SEC? A, uh, oh, did, didn't a, a mid-tier Big 12 team just like blow out like a top-ish tier Ole, uh, SEC team here? <sighs> Whatever. For the second year in a row... Texas Tech has dominated both Mississippi schools in Mississippi State. Let and Texas Ole Miss. Tech match up against LSU. We'll uh, see what happens. Sure, why not? We just they just matched up against. We a just really... we stomped Ole Miss this year, though. And they stomped Ole Miss. So in my eyes, you're pretty much even. <laughs> Whatever. You're just as good as a mid-tier Big Twelve team. How does that make you feel? Uh, if Jackson Dart wouldn't have thrown for three interceptions, we would <laughs> we probably be looking at a very different score. Maybe. Um, that being said, Texas Tech pulled this one out, 42-25 over the Rebs. Uh, Tyler Show coming out of nowhere, 24 for 39, 242 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. However. Not a bad passing stat. No, no, not a bad passing stat at all. Leading rusher for Texas Tech. Had 25 carries, 111 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Owen, do you want to tell them who that is? That's the quarterback, Tyler Shaw. Yeah. Or Show. Shaw? Show? What are we saying? I have no idea. Let's go with Show. Okay, we'll go with Show. Tyler Show. <laughs> um, only other. <laughs> I mean, this is absolutely crazy. Uh, Sir Roderick Thompson. Seven carries, 14 yards, and a touchdown for the Red Raiders. Uh, for the Rebs, Jackson Dart, 25 for 41, 361, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Oof. Jackson Dart also had 11 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown, and Zach Evans had eight carries, 37 yards, and a touchdown as well. Mm-hmm. I am trying to see how the Rebs got all of their points. And the Red Raiders? Oh, Yeah. No, Red Raiders. Uh, um, I believe it was a oh, defensive. Three yeah. for four on field goals. That'll do it. Yep. Um, uh, and also, Loic Fuanji uh, had a uh, kick, kick return down. for a touchdown as well for the Red Raiders. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. I almost thought this. Said, I almost thought the kicking for Trey Wolf said twelve touchdowns. <laughs> the kicker was the MVP of this game. And twelve touchdowns in a game. Uh, Lord of mercy for Mississippi for Ole Miss. I almost said Mississippi State. I was uh, for Quinshawn Judkins, twenty-three carries, 91, 91 yards, not a single touchdown. Jackson Dart did record a rushing touchdown. Zach Evans also recorded a rushing touchdown. Zach Evans has. Declared for the NFL draft as well. Good for him. He should be uh, probably late second round, early third. I would imagine so, something like that. Um, um, looking at team stats, uh, Ole Miss actually won this game in a few facets. Uh, Ole Miss had the most yardage, 
558 to 484. Rookie numbers. Come on. Get those up, yeah. guys. Um, tech, if, if you're depending on what metric you're measuring uh, the turnover battle in, um, Ole Miss had the most. They won it, technically. Um, Ole Miss had five turnovers. Texas Tech had three. Time of possession, Texas Tech dominated 33 minutes to 26. Both teams had 27 first downs. Yep. Uh, penalties, Texas Tech was a lot more disciplined, had three for 15 yards. Ole Miss had seven for 81. Um, we already touched on turnovers and total yardage as well. Ole Miss was abysmal on fourth down, two for seven, and five for 13 on third. Just for the Rebs, couldn't get it going. And also just sloppy football, eight penalties for 86 yards. I mean, when you have five total turnovers – and you allow a kick return, come on. Like three turnovers is even bad for a team. Like that's, you know, like that's – you take two of those away and you still had a bad day, you know. So, just, yeah, it was a rough time for the Red Raiders. And that goes down – oh, excuse me. That goes down as another SEC loss as well uh, in bowl season. The Texas Bowl was won by a Texas team, and it was rigged. Um, Texas Tech, the Red Raiders – Bang, bang. Bang, bang are your Texas Bowl champs in 2022. Hey, Cole, but you know which Texas team is not a champion? Oh, and you have the shirt now, too, dude. I do have the shirt now, and I thank you for that very much. Uh, Cole, can I get a big, fat horns Horns down? down. Texas Longhorns lose to the Washington Huskies 27-21. to Another loss. 27-20. to Twenty-seven to twenty. My apologies. Another SEC don't, don't loss. Don't give Texas credit. No, 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 no. Another SEC loss for no, brother. <laughs> this is a Big Twelve loss. This what is, do you this, mean? This and everybody and their brother, minus ESPN and of unfortunately the Big Twelve NCAA. They count this as a. Everybody else is counting this as an SEC loss. Goodness me! Oh, I apologize. It's counting <sighs> this as an SEC loss. Texas is not a part of the SEC. Texas is going to be a part of the SEC. Yes. They, they, they might as well be at this point. Nobody counts them as the Big 12 anymore. Nobody, Whatever. Them or Oklahoma, which Oklahoma Whatever. did lose, by the way, to Florida State. Hmm, that sound familiar? A loss to Florida State, Cole? I'm looking for something to throw at you. That <laughs> <sighs> so, Pass me that knife over there. Yeah, yeah, you're hilarious. Yeah. Um, no, Quinn Ewers had a good showing, 31 for 47, 369, a touchdown. Honestly, had a better day than Michael Penix Jr. Um, Michael Penix Jr., 32 for 54, 287 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, Jonathan Brooks for the Longhorns, six carries, 18 yards, one touchdown, horns down. Uh, and then Wayne... Talapapa, 14 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown as well for the Huskies. Um, you know, honestly, I was impressed with the Texas defense. However, there were times that, like, Michael Penix Jr. just really overthrew the ball, put too much zip on it, mm-hmm. something like that. Like, it just seemed like they they come out swinging, but they were just swinging to swing. It yep. wasn't – there was, was no, no actually connected. There. Yeah, there, sometimes there was no purpose, and it really could have cost them the game early on. Um, Texas did a good job coming back in the second half, having a uh, – 13-3 deficit. Having a 13-3 deficit and then coming back scoring 17. However, the Huskies had already put themselves up. Two more touchdowns, sealed the game for the Huskies late, late in the morning. Um and the Huskies win it. Uh, total yards, Washington had 445 total yards of offense, 287 of that being passing yards, and 158 rushing yards. On the other side, for Texas, they had 420 total yards of offense, 369 of that passing, and only 51 rushing yards. Boy, if that's not a Big 12 stat, I don't know what is. This ain't the Big 12, though. Um, no, it's not. It's still the SEC. But I'm just saying, that is a Big 12 yeah. stat. Um, for Texas, both teams had had 45 penalty yards. Texas had seven penalties. Uh, or Washington had seven penalties. Texas had six penalties. Washington only had the only 
turnover in the game, one interception by Michael Penix Jr. They dominated in time of possession, 30, 35 to 36 minutes for Washington uh, and only 24 minutes for the Longhorns. Horns down. Horns down. Um, this was for the Alamo Jay, Bowl. Jay, put your horns down. <laughs> this this was for an Alamo Bowl. Um in a sold-out Alamo Dome as well. And a sold-out Alamo with the majority Texas fans, so they had a lot to cry about, um, which is good. You ruin, you, Just an awkward ride home. Yeah, an awkward ride home. Just 20 minutes down the road, an awkward ride home. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, it's, it's but isn't that just so Texas of them? You lose at the Alamo. Um, <laughs> welcome back to uh, We Want the Smoke podcast. <laughs> I'm your host. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm not going to comment on that at all. Just That's say. terrible. <laughs> but how ironic is that? Is that Texas once again loses at the Alamo? <laughs> Come on, tell me. No. You can't, you can't tell no, me that. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> That's an American tragedy. It's a Texan tragedy, okay? Texas was not a part of the U.S. at the time. <sighs> Washington are your uh, 2022 Valero Alamo Bowl champions. Moving on to our last game, um, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl that did not feature a single team that uh, I can make a are Gators. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish take down the South Carolina Gamecocks 45 to 38. This game did not disappoint anybody no uh, if you're a Gamecock fan it's surely disappointed well the ending did yeah but at the same time it was competitive throughout um, except for the first quarter South Carolina jumped out to a 21-7 lead and then were only able to score 17 points for the rest of the game um, I mean Tyler Buckner 18 for 33 274 yards passing three touchdowns Three interceptions. Logan Diggs for the Irish. 13 carries, 89 yards rushing, one touchdown. Tyler Buckner as well. 12 carries, 61 yards, and two touchdowns. So, five total touchdowns versus three interceptions. Eh. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Rattler for the Gamecocks, again, had himself a good day. 29 for 46, 246 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. That interception, too, was a bad – Yeah, I, it was a bad throw. It was a bad throw. I, I, yeah, guy was double covered. I I didn't agree with it, but, you know, it's what it is, I guess. And then Kai uh, Kroger? I guess so. Uh, one for one, 23 yards and a touchdown. On that trick play that the Gamecocks threw. Uh, no rushing touchdowns for the Gamecocks. And then Xavier Leggett, I know we don't really touch on receiving touchdowns, uh, but he had seven receptions, 78 yards, and two touchdowns for the Gamecocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amaron Brown had uh, one lost fumble, and then Ramon Henderson recovered for the Irish. Uh, the Irish had three total sacks, and the Gamecocks had two. Uh, both teams were right around 70 total tackles. Gamecocks had 77. Notre Dame had 67. Um, Benjamin Morrison had one interception. Uh, O'Donnell Fortune had one interception for a pick six. DQ Smith had one interception for a pick, Smith, uh, pick six. And then Nick Barrett had an interception for negative five yards. Oof. So two pick sixes in this game. Yeah. I was wondering where they got their points from. That that's, explains a lot. That's where, that's where, uh, total team total team stats for South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina had three hundred sixty six sixty eight total yards. Two hundred eighty seven of that was passing. Only seventy five rushing yards for the Gamecocks. For the Fighting Irish, they had five hundred fifty eight total yards of offense. Two ninety four rushing or two ninety four passing. Two hundred sixty four rushing yards. Um, and I, the Irish are actually averaging seven yards. Per play. Per play. Uh, and then Notre Dame had three turnovers, three interceptions thrown by Tyler Buckner. Again, will he be the starting quarterback next year? Will Sam Hartman be transferring to Notre Dame? Who knows? Um, and then South Carolina, Spencer Rattler had the one fumble or uh, 
had the one interception that he threw, and the South Carolina had the one fumble as well. Also, on South Carolina's part, just a little bit undisciplined football, eight penalties for 73 yards. A lot of that was at the last penalty of the game. Uh, third and 21 at Notre Dame's 45. Spencer Rattler had a incomplete pass to Juju McDowell and got penalized for unsportsmanlike conduct. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, undisciplined football. I mean, that's a, that'll that'll ruin it right there for you. Yep. Um, also, time of possession. Notre Dame. They rely a little bit more on their running, on the rushing attack. Now they threw the ball a little bit better this time around, but rushing attack is really their strong suit for them. Uh, they had the ball for thirty six to thirty seven minutes. South Carolina only had the ball for twenty three minutes. How does Beamer Ball feel down there in? South Carolina. <laughs> Honestly, not bad. Not bad. I mean, you went eight and five in Shane Beamer's you beat second. Beat Clemson in Tennessee as yes. well. Yes. Yes. Uh, let me get a quick. However, however, I will say, does Hendon if Hendon Hooker does not go down in that Tennessee game, we're talking a very different South Carolina team right now. Uh, uh, are we? I think so. I think if Hendon Hooker doesn't tear his ACL, Tennessee wins that game and still has a chance to go. Uh, go. Excuse me, go to the playoffs. Well, I mean, at that point, that game was well out of hand in the Gamecocks' favor. I mean, you got to think South Carolina won that game 63 to 38 and had a, <laughs> they had a 35 to, what is that? 35. I thought Hendon Hooker got, got out early in the game. I thought he got injured early in the game. Uh, no, I'm, Hendon Hooker, he had 25 for 42, 247 yards, and three touchdowns. Hmm. So we'll see. I mean, sometimes you're brutal. Running. Yeah. Well, and that was also brutal. the that was also the week after Georgia as well. Yeah. So, um, no, I think that this was definitely a bowl to remember uh, for the Gator Bowl. It came down to the wire. Notre Dame scored their last two touchdowns with a minute and thirty eight seconds left in the fourth quarter, uh, first tying it and then sealing the win. Yep. Uh, so good game for the Irish. They are your 2022 Gator Bowl champs. Yep. Um, so that's part one. That's the recap. That's the recap. Uh, stay tuned very soon for our uh, part two reviews for the rest of the New Year's Six Bowl. Plus, coming up, Cole is going to give you a preview for the LSU and Purdue, and I will be picking the winner of that game. Go Tigers. Uh, but for that. LSU by a million. Yeah, I hear you. For that, I would spell it. My name's Cole Connor. And this has been part one of Fun Fun Zone Friday. Fun Zone Friday. There you go. Thank you.